0: You kind of have to throw your current messaging marketing and brand communications out the window
1: hello everyone and welcome to no fat cats where we are committed to helping you make the most of your current communications plan as you heard it from kathleen there at the beginning is that right now everything really is on kind of crisis communication mode and i want to make sure that responding with the times that you have the best tools and info to help you manage your creative team and communicate with your audiences today's podcast is with kathleen Souter. now with everything going on we really are in unprecedented times and there is definitely the need to create a communications plan that responds to the crisis that we're in and kathleen does just that in today's episode and she really talks about how we need to hit pause on our brand communications and really start thinking through a new strategy that will help us Take us through this next term with the important part being of focusing first on internal communication. So make sure that your whole team is aligned and if because if they're not strong, they won't be able to respond to anything else. And then afterwards, reach out externally and get to know your customers and your clients. Help understand what they're going through. Make sure you have empathy for them and that you can figure out how to help them through this crisis as well. Without further ado, here's my interview with Kathleen. Hey, Kathleen, thanks so much for being on the podcast. I know it's, uh, I guess, about two years ago that we, where we interacted a little bit when we had been uh, producing a video for you guys, and I've kind of stayed in touch with the work that you guys are doing, or, or just doing some great work internationally through through Mighty Ally, especially when it comes to social impact and, uh, and branding. So thanks for being on the podcast.
0: Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here. We loved the work that you all did with our video and you use it all the time still. So great to connect and talk today.
1: No, great. And and so, you no. Know, for those who might not be aware of Mighty Ally, which I do love the name Mighty Ally, <laughs> um, can you just explain a little bit, you know, what Mighty Ally does?
0: Yeah, sure. So, um, kind of, we are, we start by, uh, saying a statistic that makes us really sad, which is um, the data shows that only one in 1,000 social ventures, uh, nonprofits, NGOs, social enterprises will ever um, grow beyond a small business. Um, And these organizations are doing some of the world's most important work. Um, So we exist, we are a brand consultancy that exists to help these organizations um, become resilient organizations and scalable brands. Um, So we come from the private sector, have spent my entire career, uh, not my, yeah, my entire career since uh, we started Mighty Ally, really working with, you know, huge global international brands and then shifted uh, when we started Mighty Ally to say, you know what, the the small guys, the folks who are on the front lines um, really solving some big problems uh, deserve that same level of expertise and consulting and creative energy. So uh, that thus Mighty Ally was born.
1: No, that's great. And and so for you, I guess, what was that shift like too from jumping from kind of working with bigger, kind of like some of those bigger companies that to then some of the smaller ones who, who haven't traditionally been served by some of the kind of like the branding work and helping help work that way?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I think it's interesting. It makes us, it, it made me really realize that a brand is so synonymous with an organization, its operational rhythms, its leadership, Um, how healthy it is. And it made me realize that a brand for most of these organizations, and I would say for really any organization of any size in the public or private sector, it's so hard to separate a brand from the people and the organization behind it. Um, So that's been a really kind of cool shift in my personal understanding and the way that I think about and approach brand is that um, you can't tackle, you know, brand logos, messaging, comms, all those things that you traditionally think about when you think about brand, unless you've started at that bottom baseline and you're really thinking about the organization, it's health, it's alignment, it's leadership.
1: Yeah, I guess, cause you, you can't really say, Hey, we're going to communicate all this awesome stuff in a logo or like a tagline or mission statement. If the leadership hasn't done that core work themselves and knows yeah. what they're about and what they want to do. And, and so what does that mixture look like of, of really working with doing internal work with an organization? and kind of the external PR visual work. Um, What what does that mixture look like for for Mighty Ally?
0: Yeah, so we say that good brands are built from the bottom up, um, you know, and from that inside out perspective that we just talked about. Um, So we kind of align all of our work around what we call the four A's framework. Um, And that the center is, you know, really your brand's ambition. You know, what is the impact that you as an organization are trying to make in the world? What is that core change you wish to see? Who are the people you're working with? Um, so really working with brands to define that and define that really clearly um, and to align around it is something that we start with. Um, then we go and we start to talk about you know, a brand's approach, which is essentially their positioning in the space. You know, how are they the same or different than any other organization? Um, and if we can really nail that, then we've kind of have that you know, uh, kind of second layer of brand work done. Um, and then it's only at that point that we go to um, amplification, which is how do we shape our external communications, our website, our visual identity, our PR message, um, any kind of those visible elements of a brand. Um, and it's really only after the first two A's that we can get into that approach or amplification side of a brand. Um, and then the fourth A um, is kind of that underpinning of alignment. How do we then align an entire team and an organization, a board, your stakeholders, your funders, um, around all those core elements of a brand. So, um, yeah, that's what we do with change makers across the globe. We work with them to, yeah, define everything from their, uh, ambition to their approach. Um, and then we talk about alignment and amplification. And it's at that point that we really feel like we have helped our change maker clients, develop a really strong and resilient brand that will help them grow.
1: No, that's amazing. And to what extent do you find that, uh, do, do people ever come to you just for the amplification and don't want to do some of that initial, you know, internal work to start off? And at that stage, do you either have to like say no, or like, what does that process look like too, from the, from the strategy side?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question because everybody comes to us with that first problem, right? Everyone knows, oh, my website's all outdated or my, my logo just isn't sitting right anymore. Or, Our name isn't quite right. Um, and that's the initial pain point that they usually come to us with. And it's usually a couple of conversations worth where it becomes really evident that those type of external symptoms are actually indicative of some of those core elements that aren't quite put into place yet. Um, the analogy that I like is kind of, you know, when you're a teenager and you're, you know, kind of just trying to figure out who you are and figure out like how you're gonna grow up and enter the world. And so you spend a lot of time, maybe this is just me, um, always thinking about like, what cool outfit am I gonna wear? Or how do I change my hair to fit in? Or, you know, am I gonna adopt a new way of talking or, or looking? So it's instead of <laughs> um, like, who am I at my core um, and how do I just show up in this world? And then kind of adding all of that external dressing, so to speak. Um, to you, to you as a human. So it's kind of uh, you know, our goal is to help people who might be focused on how do we look on the outside to say, yeah, that's totally important. We all need to worry about how we're showing up in the world, but we can't start there. We have to start from the inside out.
1: Now th- that is great. Cause especially on, on my end, know kind of the background in in video production what I often get is you know looped in before what I get is looped into the process when people are saying hey I, I need to work on this like external side of things in terms of how I present myself externally Um, but over, you know, time and time again, I've just seen is that, yeah, you're right. When you only spend as much time working on that little external, like let's amplify the message, but there's a lot of core strategy decisions that just haven't been made to begin with is that often they, they just don't get a good return on their investment because there were some initial, you know, strategy decisions that just, they weren't fleshed out. Their audience wasn't defined to begin with their goals. And, and, and when those things aren't really clearly defined, no amount of, great looking video is going to bring that clarity when you don't have it yourself to begin with.
0: Yeah, no, that's and And I think that with video, especially like you're telling a story, you're having to craft and share a narrative. And um, if that narrative doesn't reflect like a deeper truth, Um, whether that's your strategy or just your core reason for being, if that like kind of more elemental uh, truth isn't there, it's just not going to resonate. It's going to fall flat. And so I think that's just a great way to summarize just all of the uh, work we do with brands. It's to, um, you know, just kind of reach into, and this might sound a little corny, but to really reach in and like chip away at what's really real and true. And then it's at that point, that you have a compelling video, a story, a brand, a message. So that's when it gets really exciting. Uh, When you return clients like back to their roots versus trying to shift them away and just uh, do window dressing, which will never,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, will never go in the long run. So
1: no. And so for you guys, is it a pretty, pretty much like non-negotiable that if someone wants to work with you, that they're not gonna, like, you're gonna go do this process, not you're not going to just, oh, okay, you don't want to do this, fine, we'll we'll help you with your external, ex- external work.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is pretty non negotiable. And, and you know, we have to get to know them, even if they've done a lot of that soul searching, which many of them have, right? Um, it It's still our job to help find that clarity, um, and to help, uh, at least for us to get to know them and understand them. And you know, honestly, it's, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say that you know, when you're working with uh, change makers and organizations of the size that we work with um, who are kind of at that point of scale, but haven't really hit the scale, they're really still grappling with some of those core issues. So it's great to dive deep. And, and you know, I think uh, even if they're skeptical at first, that skepticism is quickly overcome when they see how valuable um, the process can be, not just for the external uh, messaging, but then also for setting bigger direction, getting a team excited um, you know, getting their stakeholders on board, just increasing, just how I think brand, the brand work can affect just so many other elements of the business that they had never seen. So it ends up working well. Um, there is a method to the madness. We always say with our clients and that deep dive <laughs> can be a lot of, uh, time and investment up front, but it pays dividends, uh, way beyond the scope of our work together, even.
1: No, sounds good. Well, thanks. Well, any Even that alone is just obviously encouraging for me as you know, I've been transitioning to working with people and making sure they put in that time before. And so I mean, just had an email with someone who was like, no, no, I, j- I just need help with, you know, the kind of the production side, I don't need help with anything else. And I was like, well, warned them. It's like, well, just so you know, I have seen, you know, people waste thousands of dollars doing stuff. You know, I'm open to having this initial conversation with you, but we'll have to see if it's a good fit because, you know, yeah. I've been there enough times where, People, you're right. When people do one just the window dressing, and at the end it doesn't yeah. really work out, and you know, one or two years later, you, uh, I've been there before. Where it hasn't worked out because you you didn't address those internal things for sure. So, so now I want to talk about the uh, the proverbial elephant in the room, which is COVID-19. Uh, I mean, hopefully it's not in your room or my room, but um, you know that we're all facing where our lives have been upended. in in so many ways. And um, I think the UN, you know, labeled it as a recording, like the biggest uh, worldwide disturbance since World War II. And, you know, I'm not necessarily going anywhere. I'm definitely not traveling internationally, like I have in the past. I'm hardly traveling uh, across town, Um, definitely not meeting with people. When it comes to being in this crisis, what does it look like to do some of that the brand messaging, like, what are those tips that you have for, for people, organizations, uh, for managing how they communicate, uh, during this time?
0: Yeah, no doubt. There's a huge disruption and it's certainly not business as usual. Um, you know, I think the best advice I've seen and hopefully, uh, given to my clients, um, to date, as we are all trying to navigate this, um, is that, you kind of have to throw your current messaging, marketing, and brand communications out the window for now. Maybe not out the window, maybe just put them to the side on a desk and, and hope we can come back to them soon. Um, I think the key is really thinking, you know, the the new norm is that we are in an unprecedented time and we need to create communications plan that responds to the crisis that we're in so i think we're all having to kind of go into crisis communication mode um that doesn't necessarily mean that we have to say the sky is falling and you know in message panic or anything i think it's more of just hit pause on your brand comms and start thinking about a new communication marketing and brand strategy that will take us through the near term um you know the other thing i think it's really important to mention here is that you know, if you have done like the work that I uh, talked about at the beginning, which is you know really trying to define who you are, what you do, and why you do it, you know, the who of who you are, the why of who you are, really shouldn't change. You know, that golden circle, Simon Sinek, you know, the, that meat, that core identity, is probably not going to change regardless of what type of crisis we're in right now. It might just be that the what is changing a little bit. The landscape is dramatically different the people you're talking to are facing way different problems than they were yesterday. Even if they're just, you know, even if you're a, you know, a for-profit organization selling a widget, uh, your client's needs are drastically shifting. And so what's really important is to hold on to that kind of core identity and then think about uh, what you're saying and how you're saying it in a very different way.
1: Yeah. And, and what does that look like? Is it, at times is it pivoting, you know, what you offer what you do or yeah, do you have any advice on, on managing, (laughs) managing that?
0: Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I can't speak broadly about pivoting offers necessarily. Um, I think it's probably worthwhile even just thinking about that. Um, I think it's about, uh, you know, I think the first step in my book would say be get your team together, um, and get alignment internally. I know that sounds like I've been beating that drum, but I think it's so important. I've spoken to so many of our clients in the past few days and weeks where, you know, everyone's going to work from home, the sky is falling, things are so different, it happens so quickly. And the lack of internal communication has actually been really surprising. So I think first and foremost, make sure you're internal communicating clearly and frequently, like over communicate to your internal team and get everybody on the same page, even if that same page is we're facing some uncertainty, we're figuring stuff out. After that, I would say go out and look externally to your organization, your brand, your business, and get cl- as close as you possibly can to your clients or your customers or your targets and do empathy mapping. Start to think about them, their needs, what they're facing, how their lives have changed, what they might be questioning, where they might be, you know, finding just their own uncertainties and try to get as close to them as you possibly can and understand what, what they're facing. And I think it's only then when you've done a good job defining the problems uh, of your customers, um, then you can start figuring out what that messaging is or what how you shift your product or how you're gonna speak to them differently. Um, so I'd say very broadly, I would say those two things are the step one of any sort of crisis communications plan during this uh, COVID-19 and potential you know, economic recession or downturn is Get your team aligned and strong because you're not going to be able to respond to anything unless they're they're aligned and strong where your brand is, and then B get as close as you can to your customers, understand them, empathize with them before you even create communications plan.
1: No, that that's great. Uh, I know too. I've heard especially just. You know, you can't project something if you haven't figured it out internally. And during the time when people are wondering, you know, where is their job coming from? If they're an employee or what are they doing as a team? And just I've even heard from from other groups that they're stepping up communication internally, whether they used to meet just once a week. Now it's daily almost because to a certain degree, that's how fast things can change, you know, in in the space. Um, And and so, too, what does your work look like? Right now as people are kind of navigating that space, you know, do you find, is it, do you have time to go back into some of those processes or at what point do you try to put like stopgap measures on like communication or just, all right, you you need a band aid, or do you need to do something quick? Mm -hmm. Is it easy to just, Hey, let's quickly change something and then go back and like really think through things or how do you recommend people going through that process?
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing we know for certain is that we're going to, there's going to be so much uncertainty in the next days and weeks and months. So, you know, I don't think any plan you create today um, is necessarily guaranteed to be relevant in the next few weeks. So I think that just constant reevaluation is always good. Um, That being said, I think, um, you know, we've, what we've been doing with clients is we've been helping them create a crisis comms framework. Um, so really helping them. I mean, this this a little bit goes back to marketing 101 or brand 101, where you are, you know, really, like, what is it that you're uh, you want to communicate now? Um, what are your objectives? You know, are you just uh, going to be communicating that your doors are still open, or that your product is available for pickup, or that, you know, for many of our clients who are NGOs and social sector brands, you know, they're communicating that. Here's what we're doing to protect and help our communities during the COVID-19 crisis. And here's how you can help, help them. Like this need still exists. So defining that objective upfront, you know, aligning around some key messages uh, would be step number two, Uh, defining who it is that you're trying to reach. Um, You know, I I would say limit it to one or two priority audiences right now. Um, And then start to think about tactics and channels. Um, So it's really that kind of top down like pyramid ladder model of, know just like any other time even in in good uh normal predictable times set your main objective figure out who you're talking to and what you're going to say and then go out and execute and try to have that plan even if it's a flexible plan even if it will change try to have that plan in place so that you can just execute on it versus having to come back together every single day and say oh what do we do now uh and kind of panicking and reacting so Yeah, that's the process we've been walking through with our clients is saying, okay, let's take a beat. Let's plan as best we can. That's all we can do right now. Um, And rely on, you know, just honest and vulnerable communications, both internally, but then also externally, because I think probably more than anything, this crisis has reminded us all that we're human and that we're connected and that we need to, we need to act like that. So I think that's another uh, piece of advice I'd give organizations and brand managers and marketing professionals right now is uh, lean into empathy, lean into humanity, communicate accordingly.
1: No, that's, that's yeah. Great, great, great lines there. And and what role do you think too that that like video has? So, you know, I've seen some emails where, you know, it might be, let's say it's the CEO of a company and he's just, it's a video of him just talking. And so all of a sudden, I think there is something comforting about being able to see someone's face and know that, okay, though, here, this is, you know, there is someone who's kind of, I can visualize a person's face versus just the brand is going to do this, or this airline company is going to do this. And okay, here I have someone who's personally saying, and I find that a little bit more reassuring. And but of course, it was just a very simple, you know, video, not complicated, but just straight on shot. What role do you think that video and social media can play with fostering that sense of connection with people right now?
0: Hmm. Well, you're the video expert. So I won't pretend to know like techniques or ways or or what should definitely be done from like a production standpoint. But, you know, I think two things for me really jump out and you said it, you said connection and authenticity. Um, I think it is hard to go wrong there. um, Even if your production value isn't, you know, matched. I mean, I'm I've been doing conference calls in my guest bedroom, like most other people are at this point, you know, we're all expecting, you know, that at this time and, and polish is certainly not something that, uh, is a, is a must for now. Um, as long as the message is authentic and real and polished, um, I think that will really promote connection. And I think video plays a really important role in that to kind of underline that connection. Um, The other thing that I really think video is just amazing at, and I I would love to see more of this, is storytelling. I think um, stories uh, are not just one of the oldest common cultural touch points that anyone in the world share um, or any generation shares, but they can just be such powerful means of reassuring people, of communicating something important, of sharing a message that's maybe even something a message that's crucial for our health at this point our mental or physical health and so I think video just does a great job of you know telling core stories that in times like this we might even need to return to more and more for yeah connection motivation understanding action and all of that so I think I think video can play a really important role um I uh, I'm eager to see how brands start to use that more and more to uh, tell their stories and tell the stories of of those who whose voices need to be elevated at this time.
1: Yeah, do you, do you think it'll be, look like a process of of telling stories of what's of people who are making a difference now, or like at what point do you think we can start looping looping some of those <laughs> things in? Um, because because there's definitely going to have to be a, a big level of you know creativity with you know distancing, physical distancing but I think you're right. When, when a story is good, regardless of the production values, it, it's a story that actually engages you. And, mm-hmm. and so in some ways, I think we're gonna have to figure out, you know, what that looks like. And in terms of format, uh, do you have any, have any thoughts there? Or is it still kind of early in the stage where it's like, well, we know stories are important. What does it look like to produce a story? We, we have to figure out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all, it's so brand or organization dependent, right? I mean, I think that My belief, uh, our belief at Mighty Ally is that every brand has core stories to tell, um, regardless of what that is, even if you're just selling widgets, like there is a story there to tell. Um, They don't all have to be, you know, these inspiring epic stories of people who are demonstrating heroism and the face of adversity. I think everybody just has a story. I think it's about, you know, thinking um, if you're, you know, if you're, if you're tasked with the job on communicating, Uh, for your brand or on behalf of someone else's brand, you know, thinking about the characters that comprise that brand and, you know, finding ways to ground key messages in narrative and anecdote, um, you know, and kind of just adhering to some of those story structures of uh, hero or I guess protagonist uh, challenge that they are facing and how they overcome the challenge and then what that world looks like after they've overcome that challenge. It's that, you know, real simple, maybe not simple, but I'm envisioning that story arc diagram that your middle school teacher drew on the board of, you know, exposition, rising action, falling action, and uh, resolution. I mean, I think even an email, uh, video or video or otherwise, I think any kind of Marcom, marketing communications product can can kind of use that narrative structure as a way to break through and as a way to connect with people at this time.
1: No, I, I like that point, and and I, and I think too, especially with email, where it is a lot quicker to get email out. Whether it's even just photo and email, telling some of those stories of, of yeah of overcoming adversity, is just you know incredibly powerful. And you know I, I think we pro- we most definitely won't see you know anything polished until you know a little later. bit later maybe later you know i mean i mean it's always even thinking, thinking of real life it's like you get some people documenting stuff and then you always wonder like well when is the movie going to come out of of the real event you know and and uh you know i think with with nine eleven, it was what five years later maybe or something like that um five ten years later and you no know, i'm sure there will be at some point some movies done about this this time period after after we all get through it and and we go back to people meeting together and actually like filming and that, that sort of thing that, that feels, feels so long ago. And I know we have the, yeah, the quarantine until in Virginia, at least, or stay at home order until June 12th. So I think we did the count and it was like 70 days ago. And I was like, Ooh, better, better settle in for the long haul. Um, but no, I, I think right the, the stories are kind of what we need and do provide hope kind of during this time.
0: Yeah. Or communicate connection or, you know, even a story of struggle, like. You know, I, I think there's, uh, there's probably um, there's restaurants in my neighborhood, right. that are really struggling to keep their doors open. Well, they're not open, but you know, to kind of keep their staff paid and um, them afloat during this time. And, you know, I've even seen some, some folks here in my neighborhood here in Nashville, like, you know, they're doing a little bit of day in the life and they're talking about things really openly and honestly, and they're talking about what they're going through and you know, that is that is a story you know it's not one of yet of heroism although i consider them to still be heroic in their own way but it's it's just a real thing that they're going through and so you know i'm sure the yeah, I'm, I'm excited to also see for all of the creatives out there, I, I can't necessarily count myself as one. I'm not a designer or videographer or photographer. But, you know, I think if there's one thing we know is that times of constraint and challenge can actually be such um, motivators of just creative, amazing solutions and inventions. And so, you know, even if we're apart for the next, you know, 60 days or 80 days or more, um, I know that there's going to be a lot of people out there who are trying to uh, take, you know, what we have and, and make it make a great, compelling uh, product um, or story or message or whatever it might be. I, you know, that's I think that's going to be hopefully a really positive outcome of all of this is how much innovation and, and change comes from such a challenging time.
1: No, definitely, because yeah, and I think you're right that during times of constraint, that's when innovation happens. Uh, you know, that's when, mm-hmm. you know, people you have to work hard. You come up with things that you wanted to, have, you know, come up with anyways, and uh, you know that kind of kind of ties into. Uh, so the name of the podcast is No Fat Cats, from the idea that you know we don't want to just be sitting back and kind of coasting and not having to do any work, because guess what, the money's coming in, and we can get back with, with being a little bit lazy, and we want to continually be innovating and pushing hard. And I think right now is the time where, guess what, like everybody has to be innovating, pushing themselves harder, looking at how they are faster at responding to issues, and quicker at getting, getting back to people, and changing their core offering and the the people that don't have the ability to to pivot to change in many ways are going to have going to be unfortunately left behind uh, but even when you look at restaurants and how it's the ones that were quick to say all right we're going to simplify what we offer and do takeout only or i'm going to start delivering you know they're the ones who kind of got quickly got on the the ball and started offering people new 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 options because of, of yeah. just the constraints that they had
0: yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's going to be such a, yeah, again, five to 10 years down the road to look back and say, you know, what came of this, um, you know, and not to downplay the, the tragedy that's playing out and all of the really bad things that are unfortunately happening and will happen, but also like, you know, how did we advance in so many arenas? And I mean, heck, even the ability for so many organizations to transition to remote work, I think is just a testament to Kind of collective ingenuity, patience, and you know, doing what needs to be done in the face of this. So, yeah, no, that's definitely. the that's the optimistic view of all of this, and I'm I'm hopeful we'll we'll see the fruits quickly.
1: No, I I think so too. Well, any other um, you know closing thoughts? Um, this to wrap things up. You know, any big takeaways for when it comes to like mar- or marketing checklist or communications checklist? Are any of these tools you know available or and I, I know you kind of ran through some of that creating a crisis framework, but if people want to like learn more or take some away, do you have any, any tips there?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we have actually just published yesterday, I believe a blog post on mighty um, in our insight section. Um, that's about brand building in a time of crisis, which has both a combination of kind of short-term tips and tricks and things you can do now, but then also, you know, as well as some longer term things that you can start thinking about. So I would say if you're interested, feel free to go there, you know, otherwise uh, just kind of repeating what I said before, which is, uh, you know, get your team strong and healthy, make sure you're communicating as much as possible with them. um, And then uh, define the new problems that you're facing and define the new problems that your customers are facing and then find a way to let your brand fill that gap and answer the problems that you see
1: no that's that's great hey well well thanks so much for being on the podcast i'll make sure i include the the links there so mighty with mighty ally.org where people can 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 reach out or if they are interested in, in kind of bringing you on that they can check your check your stuff out for for consulting so thanks so much for being on the podcast
0: of course thanks so much for having me
1: all right bye i really hope you enjoyed that episode I would love to hear a little bit about what your struggles are. What are you going through? It's through an email at Wesley at intermotionmedia.com. And these definitely are difficult times, but when we learn from each other and encourage one another and connect with one another, we are able to pull through this together and come out stronger as a result in the end. And, and during this time, we really do need to be banding together. And during this time, we really need to be banding together and encouraging one another in any way we can. I hope you're finding ways of reaching out and just small ways of making a difference. Let people know that you're there for them, trying to help them, trying to encourage them. And I hope you join us next week for a conversation with Melissa Henry as we dive into continued coverage of helping you maintain a great communication strategy during this time. So until next time, keep washing your hands and wear the face masks, which is now recommended by the CDC whenever you go outside. So stay safe and we'll connect next week.